When you tell people the good news of Jesus for the first time, it's quite common to hear this objection. People say, hang on, if Jesus saves you from judgment by his death on the cross, and if that death on the cross pays for all your sins, past, present, and future, won't you just keep on wallowing in sin? Doesn't the cross actually encourage sin? Doesn't it mean that Christians will be complacent about sin and just go on indulging in it? Actually, the opposite is true. Uh, Jesus does not save us for sin. He saves us from sin. And here's how he does it. He doesn't just die for us. He also rises up to new life for us. Or to put it in Exodus terms, we don't just enjoy a Passover. We also experience a Red Sea. We're not just sheltered under the blood of the lamb, we're also brought out of the land of slavery. The lamb was not just given so that God's people can enjoy Egypt and bed down in the land of slavery. The lamb was given in order to bring you out. And any person who said yes to the lamb, to that substitutionary sacrifice, they were also saying no to the old life. And the Lord makes sure of this by bringing them through the Red Sea. Let me read from Exodus chapter 14, beginning at verse 9. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pihahiroth, opposite Baal-Zaphon. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, Leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? Of course, they never said any of this. Um, It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other, so neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind, you could say with an almighty ancient spirit. And he turned this waters, this, uh, this Red Sea, into the dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. Do you notice how the angel of the Lord, who we have met a number of times, I'm reading between the lines, um, he stands between the Israelites and the Egyptians here. This is the sent one of the Lord. This is God the Son before he took flesh. Uh, He is the one protecting his people by standing between them and the Egyptians. He's like an almighty Gandalf saying, you shall not pass. 
Meanwhile, the Spirit of God is blowing on the waters of the Red Sea to make safe passage. You see, the strong east wind of verse 21 can be translated as the almighty ancient spirit. It calls to mind Genesis chapter 1, where the Spirit of the Lord hovers over the waters and the Word parts the waters, making a safe space for man, making that dry ground. So here is the picture. Through God's sent one and by the ancient Spirit, God leads His people out of slavery, through the waters of judgment and into new life. God does not leave his saved people in Egypt to continue on in darkness. He leads them out. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul looks back at this event in Exodus 14. And he says, this is a baptism of sorts. The people go through the waters and into a new kind of life. It's the same with us today. We are a Passover people, yes, so we are grateful for the death of Jesus, which covers over all our sins. But we are also a Red Sea people, and we are brought out from sin into a risen life. So today, as a Red Sea Christian, hear what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. He says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace might increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. 